You're listening to Small Business Big Impact, how to support employees experiencing family and domestic violence. This podcast contains content which you might find distressing. If you or someone you know needs support, please call Lifeline on 13114 or 1800RESPECT. That's 1-800-737-732. Welcome back to Small Business Big Impact, a short 10-part podcast about family and domestic violence created specifically for small business owners. And the catalyst for its creation? The fact that all employees in Australia can now apply for up to 10 days of paid domestic or family violence leave each year from their employer. And this raises a lot of questions for small businesses, which I'm going to help get answered. My name is Gretel Colleen. In our first episode, we learned that domestic and family violence does not discriminate. It can affect anyone of any age, gender, ethnicity, socioeconomic or even religious group. And we can't forget that it disproportionately affects women with disabilities. We've also learnt that the phrase domestic or family violence does not just refer to physical violence, but also behaviour designed to control someone's financial, cultural, psychological and emotional well-being. According to reported incidents, and this is just the ones that get reported, one in 14 Australian men experience domestic violence and one in four women. And as far as the workforce goes, it's estimated that 1.1 million women were working at the time they experienced violence by a current or former partner. 1.1 million. That's the MCG filled to capacity 11 times over. And when you consider that one quarter of all women and one in 14 men have experienced violence from an intimate partner, and of course that includes those in LGBTIQA plus relationships too, chances are that every business in Australia will have an employee who is affected. Those women in the workforce are spread right across small, medium and large enterprises. But with small business employing 41% of the Aussie workforce, there's a statistical probability that a significant number of your employees may have experienced, be currently experiencing, or at risk of experiencing family and domestic violence. This, of course, is devastating for the person experiencing it. And it can be for you too, knowing that an employee is experiencing this. But what you may not know is that it's also potentially devastating for your business. Because every year, the impact of domestic violence costs the Australian business sector a staggering $1.9 billion, with absenteeism from work the biggest contributor to that cost. So if your employee suddenly starts missing a lot of work, that could be a sign that there's violence at home. But there are many more subtle signs that you can look out for as an employer with responsibilities to both your business and your staff. Let's have a listen to a real-life scenario with identifying details changed, of course, and then get our expert to break it down. Alofa is an electrician who runs his own business in far north Queensland. He employs several men and also a young woman, Looney, whom he took on as an apprentice four years ago. Looney's family and community attend Alofa's church. One Sunday after church, Looney's neighbour approached a loafer and said that she regularly hears Looney's husband, whom she married six months ago, shouting angrily. Worried, 
The neighbor asked if Alofa has noticed anything unusual at work. Let's bring in an expert to find out what kind of warning signs Alofa could look for. Mark Richards has spent the past decade providing community training on family and domestic violence, particularly in rural, regional and Indigenous communities. Mark, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Greta. It's good to be here. Okay, so Mark, it's Sunday afternoon and Alofa is troubled by what he's heard at church this morning. As he thinks back over the last few months of work, what might he have seen from Looney that could suggest she's experiencing domestic violence? Yeah, as you mentioned previously, Gretel, missing a lot of work can certainly be a sign that something is maybe going on in the employee's private life. And Alofa may also have noticed little things that Looney is uh, maybe less focused or even less productive at work. But I'd also probably ask Alofa to think about whether he'd noticed anything different about Looney's general day-to-day behaviour as well. Yes. He's known her for, I think, four years it was. Mm. And um, she's only been married for about six months. So her behaviour towards Alofa and also other colleagues may have changed over the last few months. Um, Even as a woman electrician, you know, in a traditionally male field, it's possible her partner is getting jealous about her work and even suspicious of her relationship with her colleagues. So, you know, is she starting to maybe even pull back from some of those friendly relationships? Wow. Isn't that amazing how simple but powerful those observations could be? It really is. I'd also ask Alofa if he's noticed Looney taking photos of herself or even just the workplace in general. Photos? But why would she be doing that if she was experiencing violence? It actually happens a lot when people are experiencing violence at home. So the abuser will insist that they take photos proving where they are, so proving that they're working and that they're actually where they said they'd be. Over the course of the day, they'll even get a lot of text messages demanding more photos and generally a lot of text messages and phone calls checking on them. Um, So if a loafer maybe notices that Looney is on her phone a lot more than usual, that could be a bit of a red flag as well. Okay, so essentially a loafer should be reflecting on whether Looney's partner is trying to control her, even while she's at work. Yeah, that's right. The partner could also be showing up at work unannounced. Often that will look like maybe from the outside, uh, something completely charming and even quite sweet, like arriving with flowers or lunch. Right. And at the beginning of a relationship, like I said, that can seem like a pretty sweet thing to do, but it could also be love bombing. Which has nothing to do with love. No, exactly. So in a relationship that becomes violent, there's often a point where the honeymoon phase is over and we come to see that behaviour for what it really is. He's coming to work to find out if she's there or not and to let her know that he's actually watching her. It's basically stalking and it can feel very threatening as well. Although we don't want to put anyone off from dropping off an occasional yummy lunch to their partner. No, absolutely not. We're talking about really context and also intention as well. You know, the same thing actually goes for dropping off and picking someone up from work. Mm. In some relationships, that might seem like just a good arrangement that makes logistical sense. But in others, it could also be that he's trying to reduce Looney's ability to catch up with other people before and also after work. Mm. Even if he isn't waiting for after work, a loafer might think about whether Looney has become anxious about finishing on time. We see that a lot, actually, where the partner gets really angry and suspicious if she comes home late. And so she could get fixated on the clock, for example. So if Looney has suddenly started having conversations with a loafer about maybe needing to finish right on time, that could also be a little bit of a concern. Right. So there are various changes in work habits that a loafer could be looking for. 
What about Looney's physical appearance? I want to be really clear that physical cuts and bruises are definitely not the only sign of domestic and family violence. But obviously, if you see them as an employer, you want to have a conversation with your employee about that. And you should also keep an eye out for someone dressing differently, maybe. So such as wearing long sleeves to cover up injuries, especially in summer when the weather's really hot. Yes. And there may also be more subtle signs. A loafer might have noticed, for example, if Looney used to wear makeup to work and now she isn't. It could be because that makes her partner or her husband jealous and suspicious. Right. So it's important to notice what isn't there, what someone stopped doing, as well as what someone started doing differently. Exactly. And the final category that a loafer might see some changes in are what I'd call social behaviour. Not Looney's work, but how she's actually responding to other people in the workplace. Can you give me an example of that? Yeah, sure. She may be having conversations about how hard things are at home or asking questions to other people that are in relationships. Um, she may seek out uh, another woman's opinion in the workplace and ask if you know she needs her husband's permission to see friends, for example. Or she could be asking a male colleague how much money he allows his partner to keep from her wages. She may not actually know what constitutes a healthy relationship, so she's kind of sounding out other people's opinion in their situations. Right. But interestingly, unless she's having those conversations directly with her boss, in this case the boss is a loafer, then he may not hear about these questions. That's true, but he can look out for other social situations. Maybe a loafer invites all the electricians out once a month for drinks and Looney has stopped participating. Now, she might have a valid reason. You know, she could be pregnant or maybe decided to stop drinking, but domestic violence is about isolating someone. Yeah. That's actually one of the main techniques that's used. And when we look at the different categories of abuse, it's usually underpinned by power and control and taking that away from another person. So if Looney is starting to become isolated, I'd be respectfully asking questions without judgment. And that is the subject of our next episode. Just how can an employer ask such incredibly challenging and personal questions? Mark, thanks for sharing your knowledge with us today. Not a problem, Gretel. Thanks for having me. Now, before we end this episode, I'm going to say what I'll say at the end of every episode. If you have any questions or concerns about domestic violence, your first port of call is 1-800-RESPECT. That's 1-800-737-732. It's a 24-hour phone service and website with experts standing by to support anyone impacted by family and domestic violence, including employers. Now, in the episode notes of your podcasting app, you'll find a link to an app called Be There which has lots of tools to help you support someone, including those warning signs to watch out for. And there's also information you could share with employees to help them understand the forms that domestic abuse can take and how it can present differently for different people. Thanks for your company today. In our next episode, we'll be tackling something which is a potential concern for many employers exactly how to have a conversation with an employee you suspect may be experiencing domestic and family violence. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been produced for the Australian Government by Lifeline Australia. Lifeline delivers DV Alert, the nationally recognised training program for frontline workers dedicated to ending violence against women and children. We acknowledge the traditional owners of the lands on which we podcast, as well as those on which you are listening, and pay our respects to elders past, present and emerging. Music